The Bill Murphy Show, featuring the best in the business from behind the scenes and on the stage. Available by subscription for free on iTunes and at BillMurphyShow.com. Brought to you by you if you'd like to become part of the show. Drop me an email at Murph at BillMurphyShow.com. We can make your business a presenting sponsor. Become partners and be heard worldwide together. And now, here's your host, Bill Murphy. Yes, Music Friday is back. Oh, but it's a whole new sort of form of Music Friday. Uh, We will explain the uh, genesis of the whole thing and how it came to be. Let me introduce everybody to my co-host from Atlanta, Georgia, via telephone, Brian Swords. How are you, buddy? Uh, Just fine, Bill. This is something we're bringing out to the public. We usually have a little uh, catch-up with each other every Sunday morning, chat about music stuff and just what's going on and it every time we do it it always just sounds to me like it would play very nicely as a podcast so we're trying it out right now just to give everybody a little bit of background um brian swords i've uh, we were co-workers for iheart media <laughs> it was actually not iheart media at the time feel free to chime in here anytime you want here brian Oh yeah, but you're the pro, so I'm letting you lead. It'll always be <laughs> it'll always be Clear Channel to us. So we were Clear Channel Radio co-workers. We kind of went our separate ways from that, but still kept in touch. Brian was in the record business after being a radio guy for a long time, so he had access to a lot of music. So we we created this sort of tradition every Friday night at my house where Brian would show up with his iPod and also uh, a, usually a stack of CDs that he's gotten from the promotions uh, cabinets at work or from coworkers and we would he would turn me on to new music I would turn him on to music from my past and new music if I had my hands on it too and we would just share with each other and it's uh it's resulted in some of the greatest music the the, the music that I hold dearest in my life to this day has come from those sessions. So again, I, let me take this opportunity to uh, thank you for that, Brian. You're welcome. And uh, it's not a exclusive benefit on your part because uh, your scope of what you know about music in practice is what I looked forward to. And I learned a lot about um, how music is played and what things are happening in songs, which I also hold their dear because now I sound like I actually know what I'm talking about when I meet people who play music. Right. Lucky for you, my knowledge of music isn't really, I don't have like a music degree or anything like that. I'm not like officially, you know, formally schooled in it, although I did take music in college and stuff, but I didn't really get this comprehensive encyclopedic knowledge of music and notes and scales and relative minors and things like that. But I can put some of the things that kind of mystify you about music and what goes on in sort of layman's terms as best I can. So that makes it a little easier to understand instead of me throwing a lot of uh, music theory speak at you that neither one of us could understand, (laughs) you know? Yeah, and and so you get to hear what I think is good and I get to hear what I want to know about these things so it works with the way. Right. And um, you have always been regarded as amongst the people that I've worked with in radio over the years. Every time your name comes up, you, you've built this reputation for yourself as being a music guru of sorts, but really mostly because you have a very objective, uh, refined ear as far as finding similarities of things, uh, determining influences, uh, hearing trends and, and keeping track of things like that. So it's, it's a great thing. And on that note, 
since this is a music-based show in this episode, uh, our first one of Music Friday, what happens is Brian has a uh, an email list that you, and how, how can someone get in touch with you to get on that email list to uh, hear your Music Friday offerings? I suppose the best way would be to reach me via probably just my email, um, camden2622 at gmail.com. That's C-A-M as Mary D as in dog, E-N as Nancy. Two six two two. It's uh the the Camden as in the city in New Jersey is. Right? Yeah, yeah, but not named as such. Okay. I have no affiliation with Camden, New Jersey, whatsoever. <laughs> it's a long story, and that's another podcast. All right, so Camden two six two two at gmail dot com, and you'll be a part of that email. But I want to get right to music, so let's start playing something right away here, and then we'll sort of keep explaining the uh, the basis behind this podcast in between the songs. So the first thing that you had from this past Friday, I have a song here by a band called Nothing But Thieves, and the song is called Particles. Uh, the album is Broken Machine. Is this a new record? Yeah, it just came out on Friday. Um, I don't, and you'll hear this a lot because I don't do a lot of research on bands. I think it taints sort of my opinion of things. Sure. So I usually just listen with my own ears without any outside influence and then just pick what I think sounds good. The old school way. If if I like it enough and the, a lot of the albums sounds great, then I'll do a little background research, see if they have any other records, uh, find out what their story is. But usually when I'm doing this, it's just like I went to the record store, brought home a bunch of records, playing them on my stereo and go, oh, that sounds good. Oh, that sounds good. Okay, and then after the, we play this first song, I want to get into the details on how you stumble across these things, because there has to be some sort of method to it, but we won't get into that right now. First, as we play Particles by Nothing But Thieves, sort of uh, translate a little bit about what you would have, because each time you send a song out on Music Friday, it has it has sort of a, a little blurb from you about a description of the song or just a basic uh, outline. So what would you have said about this one, Particles? Yeah, usually I'll I'll just, Say what it reminds me of so that I can trigger uh, a response. Um, if I say this band sounds to me like Band X, um, I know whoever is reading it will either go, oh, I hate Band X and pass it, or they'll, they'll say, oh, I like Band X and they'll listen. Right, right, right. So right. What, I, what I said about this and what I've sent something out by them before because I'm intrigued by this band. That, I don't know much about them. In fact, I don't know anything about them. But I do know that the singer has a really awesome voice. He he sounds very Jeff Buckley-ish to Ooh. me. And this song is a little bit more relaxed. The first one I had sent out was very aggressive. And this one is a little bit more relaxed. You can kind of hear how uh, cool his voice is. That's Excellent. all you really need to know. So it's... Uh... Nothing But Thieves, this is Particles, Music Friday, with Bill and Brian on The Bill Murphy Show. It's been like a year since I've been home, flooding with an addiction I can't shake off.
Boy, the uh, the similarity to Jeff Buckley really comes through at the very end there with that uh, strong falsetto that that singer has. Um, is there also, and I think you did make this comparison, uh, a similarity to not only the the vocals but the the chord changes from Muse? It sounds a little bit like Muse, does it not? Yeah, yeah, Muse, Tom York. Well, I I I heard those too, but I tried not to say them at first because I feel like there's a lot of uh, they're very well known, and there's a lot of opinion on those guys. Yeah. So uh, I sort of didn't want to say that in the beginning, but you're absolutely right. I was even thinking Tom York again towards the end. So you and I love how you just call it the the dude from Muse. <laughs> <It's just laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I never liked them per se. I always get curious whenever I hear a piece of music that you've sent along to me. I try to put myself in your shoes and figure out where it was that you or how you came upon that song. And especially in this day and age where everything is all over the place, there's radio has evolved into what it's become. We've got all these different streaming services available, YouTube. How do you go ahead and find something like this, especially if it's a band that you're not like very familiar with to begin with? It, truth be told, is actually a very unscientific process. Um, I don't use any uh, streaming media services. I actually don't use anything except the list of albums that are coming out for the week. And I'll look at the album covers. And if the album cover or the band name strikes me, I'll, I grab it. I'll listen to it. 
That's about the extent of it. And I write about 90% of the time on that. Since I was a little kid, I can remember the, the cover being such an influence on me on whether I would buy a record or not. And it's crazy because you're talking about a visual element of something that's completely not visual, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and the the funny thing about it is we have so much access to everything now that we can use to find our way through musical landscapes. But I don't do that. I actually went the opposite way and I just sort of do it very organically, like because I can't. I don't have any agenda. I don't have any requirements and for being in music for a long time I was always required to listen to everything. Now that I can pick and choose what I want, I just I basically don't go in with any agenda and just if some some weeks I only have two things that I like or maybe even one or maybe I go retro. Are you taking these from a specific uh, chart um, genre wise or this all over the place? All over the place. I don't discern, but I I will say that I'm not really into uh, heavy rock too much or um, I don't really seek out much jazz or anything. I'm not really. Right. But, you know, it's pop music and occasionally maybe maybe a song with a little bit of country flavor now and then. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if the band's called Creeping Death, then I probably will pass it right by. But if it's called something like Black Jet Airplane, then I'm like, okay, let me see what that's about. <laughs> so the name and the cover are very, very influential in these decisions. It's great. Okay, so next up is a song called Show Me, and the band's name, I guess, is Odessa, but it's spelled O-D-E-S-Z-A. Looks- yeah, um, Odessa, I don't know, well... Also, I'll probably end up prefacing everything, almost everything in this way. I don't know much about them. They've had some stuff that came out earlier that I liked. To me, they sound like what pop music should be doing or what should be being played on pop radio to keep it moving forward instead of the same crap we hear over and over. Uh-huh. They're just being more creative with what people use in pop music. They're being more creative with that Whoa. instead of the same tired stuff over and over. There you go. Here it is. Show me from Odessa. We let the last one play all the way through, but occasionally we will interrupt these to make some comments. Yeah, and some of them... It's Music Friday. What were you going to say, Brian? Uh, Because some of them we can probably just play to the hook, and maybe if there's a bridge or something, I'll tell you. Right, there you go.
All right, so we're basically, I'm assuming since we're two and a half minutes into a three and a half minute song that this song is entirely an instrumental, right? Uh, yeah, I was, was going to say, um, sorry I prefaced it the way I did because I realized now that that's more of kind of a chill out groove yeah. song. They do have proper songs, but... Um, I tend to throw curveballs out there based on my mood and feeling. And, uh, <laughs> That's funny. I was going to call yeah. you out and say, is it fair to call this pop when it doesn't have any lyrics or vocals? It's not. It's more like a chill wave sound. Right. But, uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm getting these like in a few days before we're playing them. So I don't always remember them by heart. Right. So. Very, head, very head spacey. So. Yeah, yeah, and I, I've been on that. Uh, I've been on that tip for a while. Um, yeah, like about like about twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, there it is. It's called uh, "Show Me" um, by Odessa, and the album is called "A Moment Apart." Again, another new one, right? Yes, yeah, uh, brand new came out Friday. Um, something I meant to ask you after we heard "Particles" from Nothing But Thieves. So again, you. When you first mentioned it, you said, oh, the, the, the vocals have a very sort of uh, Jeff Buckley sound. Do you find that when you go back and actually your curiosity is peaked and now you go and find out more information about that band or that act, do you find the um, sort of affirmation of what you just said? Like, did you find out that there was influence of Jeff Buckley in that singer for uh, Nothing But Thieves? No, because I haven't read a thing about them to this day. Oh, okay. That so that particular one's a bad example. But sometimes you do hear you hear the influence, then you go in and you learn more about that band, and you find out that 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 singer or that band was you know highly influenced indeed by that band. It's not, it sounds kind of arrogant, but I usually expect to see what I'm thinking already written down by somebody else. Well, and that's what makes you such a, a keen ear on these uh, these kind of things. So just to shift the subject for a couple of minutes, how's uh, how's everything in the aftermath up in Georgia is from the uh, from Irma? Did you guys get affected by that like you were anticipating? <laughs> uh, yeah, we got wind and rain. It was a storm. It was just but like up here. You would have thought it was a category five. The panic that set in. Uh, I would say super panic, but you know, Georgia is just not used to dealing with disasters. Right. The last apocalypse a few years ago proved so everything now. I think is that, you know, it's that thing where, you know, everyone's kind of lax about something until the wrong thing happens. And then after that, everyone's hyper vigilant for a few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a week out of this storm and we still have folks around us that don't have uh, power. And uh, but everything should be restored by again tomorrow. But boy, did we get uh, we get uh, nailed by this thing. And it was um, the one thing that was evident was that if there was a direct hit, if the eye of a Category Five hurricane came right over South Florida, uh, it's hard to even imagine the the damage that would occur. It would be catastrophic. I wish I was there for it. It's the only time I was homesick since I've moved here. <laughs> You're a strange person. If that's what you miss about here. No, I, I do, I do. I miss good, strong weather. We don't have it up here. Rain up here is very lame. No, I hear you. I, I know exactly what you mean when you say that. All right, so we're continuing now with Music Friday. Brian Swords on the phone with us from uh, Atlanta, Georgia, sharing some of this music that he 
publishes every, well, he publishes like sort of a review of some new music, some old music as well, once in a while, go old school on Fridays and calls it Music Friday. And of course, those of you familiar with the Bill Murphy Show knew we had Music Friday going for a while now. So we're sort of resurrecting this in a, in a different form. And we're going to move on to another piece of music here for you to listen to. Oh, I'm going to pull this one up. Um, I'm forgetting the name of the artist on this one, but the song is called uh, Paula. Yo, yeah, look at you, you're Portuguese. Oh, come on, um, hey. me in Portuguese, come on. <laughs> Paula is uh, by the Shut Out Louds. They've been around for a while. They have a very cool cure, almost cure influence. Although this song, I wouldn't say that about, but a lot of their songs sound very cure-ish. A new record came out last Friday, and I was really looking forward to it because they're one of those bands where the first album had a good song. Second album had like two or three good songs. So, you know, they were getting exponentially more consistent, better. So I had real high hopes for this record. And they've turned a little bit, I think. And I'm not as crazy about it as I hoped I'd be. But this is the standout track on that record to me. And this actually sounds very similar to a group called Badly Drawn Boy, who was popular, um, I can't remember the time frame, but early 2000s, okay. I guess. This is, what's the name of the band again? Shout Out Loud. Shout Out Loud, this is Paola, Music Friday. This is a good driving windows down song. Take the top down and crank it up. <laughs> Music Friday. second say that again so remember last week when we were talking about resolve yes 
This song has a lot of resolve, I thought. There's a lot of um, the anticipation of that note that they're going to. You can almost hear it before it happens. I, don't know, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely guess like, where it's going to go, and they definitely fulfilled that guess. Ex- expectation, right. Yeah, yeah. That tune does a great job of making you anticipate the next part that's coming up and then uh, just a perfect amount of um, sort of drama built into that. And it's really cool. Another example of song of a song that sounds very, very old, but it's in fact new. And so what's going on here with this trend that, that you hear these old sort of new wavy riffs and sounds and sections and that cavernous sort of reverb that's there that sounds a little bit dark where you have any explanation as to why that seems to be coming back i guess i mean i thought about that and you know everyone says that trends come around and you know repeat but we haven't had that many generations of rock so i think we're just now getting to some kind of recurrence and i think that Whereas you and I, this was our youth, the 80s sound. Um, the kids that are playing this stuff now, I think this is oldies. This is kind of like, this is kind of like Radiohead saying they grew up listening to Pink Floyd. Uh, to me, I guess. Something like that, maybe. Right. And I, I guess there's so many other connected conversations that could come out of this discussion that we're we're having right now. And in fact, I've had a few of them recently. One must, one has to wonder, this is sort of connected to what you just said, whether the millennials or the generations of today or the people that are listening to music now that are consuming, are they maybe because of all the avenues and all the different services that are out there, are they actually discovering some of this older music that they otherwise, if they grew up in sort of a pigeonholed radio uh, atmosphere, they wouldn't have heard, but maybe there's so much more access to exposure from these, this type of music that they're going back and hearing older stuff, appreciating it and sort of recreating it. Is that a stretch? I, I would hope so. I mean, I grew up listening to my dad and mom's record collections, which were huge. Thank God. I can't even imagine growing up now with, access at, to everything. Yeah, like, where I would, mean, I used to scrounge mine together by a single. Where would you start now if you were just growing up listening to music? I mean, where would you start to try to find it? it, it there's a th- whole, I guess YouTube would be the start. Yeah, and it does seem to, everything. that does seem to be the go-to place for everybody. But then again, I guess everything is subjective to how much people want to go out and discover instead of just being handed things. In other words, 
these uh, genius playlists and these uh, smart algorithm-based um, suggestions and you know, it, it's directly relatable to like when you go to Amazon and buy something and at the bottom of the page, you see, you know, related items that you might want to buy. So now we're always being pointed to related music that we like, that we might like, according to a computer program, which to me is a little bit scary. It's the ones that will venture away from that and try to do some uh, navigating on their own that are going to come out ahead. Yeah, I mean, if you want to know what every band that people think sounds like, uh, Depeche Mode is, I guess you would do that, but I mean, how long can you do that before you hear something else or want to hear something right. different? Don't I, s- I don't know. I can't, I'm too old to know the lens to even right. begin to guess what it's like there now, but we can speculate. I think the thing that, that worries me is what you just described about it. If you want to just go out and you love Depeche Mode, you get online and you try to hear as much music that sounds like Depeche Mode, you're sort of closing yourself into a, into a corner so to speak, of, the, you know, I'm just, you're just listening to the same, I don't know, music but, from, but from the same pile. It's a, there's a flip side to that because when I was growing up and I heard the uh, Depeche Mode, I couldn't wait to find somebody else who sounded like that because I'd never heard anything like that. And I, was, and I wanted more of that sound. Very good point. That's very true. Obviously, familiarity and taste makes you want to hear more of the same. I get it. You just have to be a little bit brave to step outside of the box and hear things that you don't, you might think you wouldn't like, but then if you give it a chance, you might discover that you do, you know? Well, let's be honest, being brave is the click of a mouse, so it's not that hard. There you go. All right, and that's what we're doing here, too. We're sort of exposing you to music that you may not, first of all, you may not have been able to discover on your own, and second of all, you know, this type of music, you may have already predetermined that you don't like it. And then if you give it a chance, you'll hear it and you, you never know what might happen. So, And I would prefer to add that I'm just playing stuff I like. And if you like it, fine. If you don't, fine. Yeah. I'm just a guy playing music for right. our friends. Exactly. And nobody's going to be offended if you don't like it. All right, moving on now. We're, uh, we're getting a nice little chunk of music here. We'll do a couple more tunes. Next up is a band called Hundred Waters, an album called Communicating, and the song is Wave to Anchor. Is this yet another new one? Yep, brand new again, and uh, it's going to sound like a broken record, no pun intended, but I don't know anything about the band. I don't know anything about them at all. I know a girl sings. That's all I know. And you still don't? You didn't go back and discover more after you found this song? I listened to the whole record, and it's very adventurous and interesting. Honestly, the whole thing was not overly awesome to me, so I only kept this one, or, like, I kept three songs off of it. But this, by far, I thought showed the most promise, and I've gone back and forth in my head on how I classify it, like, jazzy, soul, sort of vocal, and then it's got, like, a, a dancey vibe to it with these, like, keyboard flourishes or something that's something i have to ask you about when it comes okay all right there's well, something can... in this song going on that i can't quite figure out what the sound is i'm sure it's probably a synth of some sort can't promise but... you that i would know but i'll try to give it a shot after we hear it so let's uh crank this thing up but this one this one has a few different movements and different ways of, she sings the verse differently a few different times so i'm gonna let it play through because you kind of have to hear it as a whole to appreciate it Yeah, who 
Wave to Anchor, 100 Waters from the album called Communicating. We're with Brian Swords, who uh, dug that one up for this edition of Music Friday on the Bill Murphy Show. So um, a little bit more about that one. Let's 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 discuss this one. Yeah, because uh, let me say that when I first heard that, I, I didn't know what to think of it, but I couldn't get the melody out of my head. And I know that's always a good sign right off the bat. Right. And what was it about it that the music and uh, sort of uh, element there that you wanted to ask me about? I'll, I'll make I'll make one uh, observation first. It's um, you, that the bass and the drums are so like uh, soldered together. They're just like so together and cohesive that do 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 every single hit is locked together with the bass and drums. It's very very uh, very slick. Yeah, and that bass has that like that uh, yearning kind of note that you were talking about before. That boom, 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 boom. Oh, the little uh, I don't know how to the little it, drop down note that sort of pulls you back up to the the tonic note. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I always fall for. Because there's the keyboard flourish or something that's going on, some weird sound that's attacking all over that song, and it works. But I don't know what the hell it is. Yeah, it's pretty much what you think it is. It's a, you know, synthesizer just sort of sprinkles. I call them those. Those are sort of like sprinkles to me. You know, they just uh, they put, they put a shine over the top of it. Um, also, there's a lot of syncopation going on with that original keyboard patch. That whatever it's um, a lot of echo delay that's in time with the grid. So they're playing about a third of the notes that you're actually hearing because the rest is just like echoes and delays going on. So that's kind of cool. Huh. Yeah. And I don't know why I can't put it into words, but for some reason that reminds me of ABBA. I don't know why. It's huh. Some ABBA-esque about it to me. I was trying to think of what it reminded me of a little bit. It was almost like a, like a, like a ultra upbeat Portishead sort of thing going on there. <laughs> you know, you see how old school we are. We're making a Portishead reference to a brand new piece of music. Yeah, I mean, I'll stress that even though Bill talked me up as some music guru, all I really am is a guy who's heard a lot of music, and I just kind of draw from what I've heard. You know, I would say that the most, your greatest trait when it comes to this kind of stuff is that you're very curious, and your curiosity is is what gets us here, and, and it's amazing because your curiosity has led to, uh, again, some of the best music I've ever heard in my life to this day that I, I hold very near and dear to my heart. And finally, we're going to close with uh, one more tune here. It's um, This is a band called Fuck Art, Let's Dance. <laughs> the, album yeah. is, the album is called Forward Future, and both of those words have exclamation points at the end. What's the deal with this band? Okay, first of all, worst name ever for a band. That'll probably keep them from making any kind of headway in the public space. You think? Um, yeah, I think. With a word like fuck, you can, you know, put the dots over two of the letters, but it still looks offensive. So I think um, in our new delicate snowflake culture we're in, it gets a little less. Yeah, is this brave or dumb? I think it's dumb. So to put the name fuck in a band name, I would say, and I'm only me, so I would say that you need to be an aggressive rock band because... That's the crowd that's going to accept that name and actually even embrace it. Yeah, like any the whole... other genre of music, the people uh, will be less likely to, I think, 
embrace a name like that. Plus, it does, it's too aggressive. It doesn't fit the band's sound to right. me. I mean, they did put less dance in there, which is good because I do think they definitely have a, a cool dance vibe. So this particular song, it's this last because, A, it's the best song of her all week. And okay. I've played it almost a hundred times this weekend because I love it. All right. Secondly, if I ever had a rock band, and I always say this about certain things I love. If I ever had a rock band, this is exactly what it would sound like in my eyes. All right. It's like Interpol if they were dancier. Um, Interpol if Carlos D hadn't left the band. Okay. Vicious Circle from Fuck Art, Let's Dance. Podcast great, you get to say fuck. Bill Murphy Show, Music Friday. Oh, can't you see what's up? 
That is Vicious Circle, a song from a band called Fuck Art, Let's Dance. F Art, Let's Dance. Why didn't they just do... I don't know. I see what you mean. Those guys are limiting their uh, exposure to the masses by having a, a band name like that. And maybe they don't give a shit. You yeah, know? right, right. Maybe they just had intentionally to stay off the radar. I don't know. Maybe they don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so something you were saying earlier about looking at bands and all that. So I didn't do anything except with that band because I was so impressed with that song. And I, I listened to it, air guitared it, air drummed it, air sang it. And I said, all right, let me... I have this picture in my mind of a band wearing all black suits, you know, looking super mod and, and kind of robotic playing and a little Joy Division-ish looking. And uh, it's another, it's one of those examples where I probably shouldn't have because I, I went and found the band online and they basically look like a bunch of rock nerds from uh, Boston or something. And uh, I was kind of disappointed with their... And that's unfair because music is supposed to be the thing, not the look, right? And I'm I'm the first one to call somebody out when they look stupid yes. or or I think they're pet pandering to a trend. Right. So you're saying that this that uh, band is an American band? I don't think so. I didn't actually look up their bio or anything, but I saw that they're well. The second thing I do if I like it that much is I look up Pulsar and see where they're playing. Right. And if I can go see them, um, because I think that'd be a great live show, a lot of fun. They only are playing in Germany right now um, and all over Germany. So my instinct tells me if they're playing that many shows in small cities in Germany, they must be German. Right. Or at least European. Yeah, that definitely had a European sound to me. I would be quite surprised if we found out they were American, but, uh, you know, kind of leave it. So there there are some things about music that you just like to have. You, you like to keep the mystery about it. You don't want to have all the information about what you're listening to because you like to have music, you know, back in the day always had a little bit of a mystery to it, you know. And these days you can find out every single detail about every song, every person involved in it, every record, you know, the, the how it was produced, you know. Every detail. Sometimes you don't want to know everything. I always tell you, and I'm saying this for the sake of a podcast, um, I really like music much better being out of the business because I'm listening to it as a fan again. And I, I take that to heart. I try not to do too much research for that reason. I just like to have a little mystery. Absolutely. Well, this has been a thrill. This has been our first installment of the uh, Music Friday podcast edition of Brian Sword's Music Friday. So we're going to try to get this out during the weekend that follows every Friday when Brian does this, or most of the Fridays. Perhaps circumstances will prohibit us from being able to do it, but we'll do it whenever we can. Uh, we'll have this posted. Obviously, you got you came across this by listening or finding it on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter. Feel free to you know chime in with your comments about the music too, and perhaps we can revisit some of these bands and uh, tracks and get into more detail with them. But uh, we're taking advantage of the uh, the educational part of us explaining like sort of the origins of this music, talking about the genres, the actual music itself that keeps it educational and therefore falls into the fair use act uh parameters which gives us permission to play these songs during the podcast i'm gonna wrap this up with just a little bit of this other bonus tune that brian uh, sent to me at the close of music friday the other day don't cry mammy from bv dub 
Just uh, 10 words or less about what that band is all about? No idea. No idea. Very and, good. Uh, but they layer vocals over top of vocals, so you can't really hear what's being sung exactly, but you think you do. It's just a really fascinating effect. Well, it's, it's a long track. So. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, first of all, the song's 13 minutes long, so we're not going to play the whole thing. And I'm actually just using it to just kind of seal the uh, the end of this episode. So thanks for listening to this whole thing. Be sure to comment, let us know what you think, and we'll uh, try to do this again next week. Thanks a lot, Brian. 